When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Long Acres Finance Channel. Apple is still the largest listed company in the United States, with a market cap of over $2 trillion. It has also been a very good stock to own during the last few decades. The company makes quality products that continually generate strong profits, and there is no indication this trend will slow in the near future. The stock is for the most part considered a growth stock. However, Apple has a very good history of dividend payments and a solid streak of dividend growth, making them a very appealing growth stock for strict dividend investors to add to their portfolios. The company has a history of 9 years of dividend growth, averaging a growth rate of 9%. The latest increase that was announced earlier this year of 4.5% was lower than the trailing average. But I think long-term investors can expect strong dividend growth from Apple for decades to come that will likely outpace inflation. The dividend yield right now is about 0.7%, which is not very appealing. But Apple should reward investors in terms of total return in the future, with a little growing dividend on the side. Today I want to take a stab devaluing the business based on its historical free cash flow. I'll be using my new price to free cash flow screener that has recently gone live on my Patreon page. Before we dive in, please keep in mind that this analysis is not investment advice. It's purely my personal opinion and should be interpreted as a starting point for further research. Jumping over to my price to free cash flow screener, I can see Apple listed here as the first stock on the screener tab. They currently have a price to free cash flow ratio of 21.22, which means if you purchase the share of the stock right now, you would be paying $21.22 for each dollar of free cash flow Apple generates. Without additional context, this metric alone is not overly beneficial. Some investors that use price-to-free cash flow ratios will have a general threshold they use as a test for fair valuation. I, however, like to compare a stock to its trailing short and long-term averages to tell me how it's valued today. Apple's 5-year trailing average price-to-free cash flow ratio is 20.12, which is reasonably close to the current ratio. The ratio is exactly 5.46% higher right now than compared to its 5-year average, implying a small potential overvaluation. If we look at the long-term, 10-year trailing average price-to-free cash flow ratio, it is a much lower 15.96. Comparing the current ratio to the 10-year average implies a much higher potential overvaluation of 32.98%. Therefore, even though the share price has come down quite a bit this year, falling along with the overall market, on a short-term perspective, the company is relatively close to being fairly valued. But on a long-term perspective, the stock is still trading for premium multiples of free cash flow. If I wanted to review the price-to-free cash flow comparisons in terms of actual share price, I can see the stock is currently trading for about $135, and based on the short and long-term trailing averages, we can compute a fair price range between $102 and $128, so it's about $7 above that high fair price range, which given the volatility we are seeing in the market right now, could see the stock dip below this threshold any day. Now these fair price thresholds and potential overvaluation percentages are not an exact science, and should not be interpreted in such a way. They are merely assumptions on what a fair price for the company should be, and there is room for error here. If I want to dig a little deeper and look at the historical 10-year free cash flow analysis, I can see the average free cash flow growth rate during the past decade was just shy of 15%, which is very strong, and free cash flow increased during 7 out of the last 10 years. But let me actually jump over to the actual data so we can see this growth and change more precisely. From 2012 to today, cash from operations for the company has grown from about $50 billion to about $116 billion. That's more than double the initial amount. It wasn't a steady and consistent growth trend. As you can see in 2016 and 2017, the cash from operations actually dipped as compared to 2015. 
This is probably better explained by the cash from operations being higher than usual in 2015 than dipping in 2016 and 2017. In 2019, Apple saw its cash from operations dip once more compared to the prior year. Capital expenditures have generally gone up each year until 2019, when the company experienced a 3 billion decline in capex. In 2020 it dipped again, but has increased in 2021, and remains rather flat on the trailing 12-month data. Free cash flow has followed the same pattern as cash from operations, generally increasing through the past decade, but also spiking in 2015, followed by two lower years in 2016 and 2017, and another small dip in 2019. Apple has a very robust share buyback program that has seen the diluted shares outstanding decline during each of the last 10 years, including the trailing 12-month data. The share count has shrunk from a little over 26 million shares to about 16.5 million as of the most recent update. This is a 3.73% average reduction per year during the last decade that is a very fast rate of decline. A smaller number of shares outstanding is a benefit to current shareholders, as the growing free cash flow is now higher on a per-share basis since there are less outstanding shares. Looking at historical price-to-free cash flow ratios, we can see that during the period between 2012 and 2016, Apple generally traded for a very low ratio, hovering around a multiple of 10. The way I compute the price-to-free cash flow is by using the average month-end price for the stock during the calendar year. Here you can see each month-end price as of January, February, March, and so forth, for each month between 2012 and today. The average share price in 2012 was $20.83, and the average price-to-free cash flow ratio was 12.96. In 2013, the average price was a lower $16.92, and since the free cash flow per share figure for 2013 increased over 2012, the resulting average price to free cash flow for the year was 9.7. Between 2014 and 2016, the average price hovered in the $20 to $30 range, with the price to free cash flow ratio oscillating around approximately a value of 10. Looking at these low historical ratios today, when we know the long-term 10-year average price to free cash flow ratio is 15.96, we can see just how attractive the stock was. But that's all in the past, and I am more concerned with the present. If we keep moving along through this data set, in 2017 the price-to-free cash flow ratio increased to 15.38, and it stayed in this range through about the end of 2019. In 2020, shares of Apple fell along with the overall market during the March pandemic crash, but during the second half of the year we saw one of the best recent stock market rallies. The price of Apple more than doubled from its March lowest by the end of the year, and as a result the average price-to-free cash flow ratio for 2020 was a record high of 23.2. In 2021, after a small pullback in quarter one, the stock market rally continued, pushing the price of Apple to about $180 per share. The average price-to-free cash flow for 2021 set another all-time record of 25.71. Keep in mind this 25.71 ratio is the average for the entire year. If we take the December month-end price of $177.57 per share and use that to compute the price-to-free cash flow ratio, we would come up with a ratio of about 32. At this level, the stock would be valued at more than twice the long-term trailing average price-to-free cash flow ratio of 15.96. In 2022, the price of Apple has declined all the way down to around $135 as of this recording, but the average price-to-free cash flow ratio for the year remains elevated at 24.99. The reason for this is twofold. First off, the stock traded for higher prices earlier this year, which impacts the yearly average. And secondly, using the trailing 12-month financials, the free cash flow per share has increased from 5.51 to 6.38. Using the most recent price for Apple, we come up with a price-to-free cash flow ratio of 21.22, and this figure will continue to change throughout the year, as the share price fluctuates and the free cash flow per share figure is revised. If we look back historically, the last time Apple traded for a price-to-free cash flow ratio of about 21 was in May or June of 2020. One way to interpret this is that purchasing the stock today for $135 is equivalent to purchasing the stock in June of 2020 for about $90. 
Personally, I would prefer to wait to see if the price-to-free cash flow ratio will dip below the short-term average of 20.12 before adding to my position. It's very close to this threshold right now, and one bad market day may push the stock price low enough. It might be a while before we see the stock trading below its 10-year average price-to-free cash flow ratio of 15.96. However, next year the low ratio from 2012 will drop off the 10-year average and be replaced by a much higher ratio from 2022, and we will likely see the long-term average increase from 15.96 to above 16 and perhaps even 17. The spreadsheet is available on my Patreon page. I also have a video out there that goes over the full spreadsheet in detail. I plan on adding more dividend growth stocks to the screener in the future. But in the meantime, let me know if you'd like me to do a similar analysis on one of the 39 other dividend stocks on the screener. If you enjoyed the video, please give it a like and subscribe to the channel. Thank you for watching and see you next time.